All right, Father, just uh, thank you so much for this opportunity, that, uh, these opportunities that we do get to serve, Lord, and Mission Ridgecrest, what a, what a great way that is to reach out to our community. So thank you for every person there, uh, people that donate to help us to keep that going, just the whole thing, Lord. We know that, uh, that you're in control of that, and we just thank you for it. Lord, and uh, we also thank you for free choice that we have, and especially uh, today as we get to choose how to respond to things that are going on in the, in the world. Um, Lord, that we just would uh, make choices that glorify you. So um, we ask that our minds and hearts be open for that. Lord, we know that your hand is on this message, and Bill, as he delivers it, Lord, and we just thank you for that. Okay, um, we're going to have a video to introduce uh, Bill's message, and it's called The Gospel. The word gospel technically means good news, but it's come to mean so much more. In today's English, it means the good news of Jesus Christ and the redemption offered through him. The truth of this good news has led to the common expression, the gospel truth, referring to something that is unquestionably true. In the New Testament, the Greek word translated gospel or good news, euangelion, appears 76 times. The Greek word was once used for bringing various types of good news, such as news of a military victory or a joyous event. New Testament writers applied it to the ultimate good news, salvation through Jesus Christ and the coming of the kingdom of God. And this has become its common usage. From the related word, euangelistes, the word evangelist, the bringer of good news. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. If only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Short quick uh, video to again introduce us to our topic, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. You know, we got no game without that message that we go out with. That's what Christians get to carry to the world. That's what changes our lives. You know, we've been focusing in on this, this gospel, this good news for several weeks in the series that we're in. We're actually doing a series on the book of Romans. Romans chapter 1, we start out with this first statement that, that the writer, Paul, that's writing to a, a church in Rome, the center of the uh, civilized world, the most powerful military force, the richest, but it was so many problems in that culture, so divided, uh, so, so many false worships, and so he's writing them the letter, we're reading it in 2021. And it absolutely applies to us. But he starts with, with a challenge and also a statement, a challenge to followers of Christ. He says, I'm not ashamed of the good news. He's not hiding it. He's boldly proclaiming it. He, his whole mission in life was to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Uh, it is the power of God at work saving everyone. For anyone who will choose it, it's good news. To the Jew, to the Gentile, to all races, all cultures, all economic background, everyone in every situation today. I don't know if you got the end of that last video. It says the gospel will be preached until everyone hears it. It will be preached to the whole world. 
We're now sitting at a time when uh, many people believe once the people of the world have heard it, Christ is going to come back. And that's what that, that we were told in that one verse. And I, I think we're, if we haven't passed that, we're certainly approaching it. It tells us how God, now this is how God makes us right in his sight. It's not our stuff. It's not our works. It's his. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scripture says, it's through faith that the righteous person has life. This is faith, believing, commitment. It's not works. It's believing, but it's not just believing anything. It's believing the truth of Jesus Christ. And so that's what we've been proclaiming here for the last several weeks. As a matter of fact, we, <laughs> we proclaim it every week. We want people to know this is our message. This is our point. The Christian worldview is the will of God rules over all. And his will for each person is good, acceptable, and perfect. I love the picture of the hand reaching out. I've got it. I've said this before. I've got that now as my screensaver. So as I look, as, as I, look I kind of picture myself with hair. <laughs> uh, reaching out and, and, and grabbing God's hand. And, and, and that's a huge deal. As we, as we have picked up this message and gone forward, we need to remember the good news. We need to remember to God, grab God's hand in his love because we're going to need to hang on because as you saw last week, there's a transition that takes place. We go from this verse to the very next verse and the, what we hear proclaimed in the next verse is the wrath of God is revealed from heaven. We go from all good news, all, you know, sunshine and everything going on to the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness of men. In other words, the wrath of God is revealed. Heaven against ungodliness, unrighteousness of men. Who what? Who in their unrighteousness, in our sin, we suppress, deny the truth of God. For what can be known about God is plain to him. God's shown it to him. He shows us his invisible attributes, his eternal power, divine nature, through what has been created. So you and I, the world really, stands without excuse in front of a holy God who's revealed himself to us. So this, this is where we're going uh, today. We're going into this and, and, and just a warning as we go. It's going to be challenging. We said it last week. We say again this week. What God is calling us to do is, is challenging. We're, I put a thunderstorm uh, picture behind this because it's just like when you're flying in an airplane and you hear the captain come up and he says, you know, Kent, uh, we've got some turbulence coming. You know, go to your seats, tray tables up, all this stuff. Stewardesses, please take your seats. It's going to get rough. And this message of Christ is such good news. But it's challenging. It's rough. There will be turbulence as we go ahead. I, I remember this as you, as you head as a pilot for years, and as you head into a thunderstorm, one of the things they impressed us with, uh, I had never really seen a thunderstorm. I'm from San Diego. We were sitting on the flight line at Pensacola, and there's a line of them coming through. Uh, oh, a little, little drop of rain. It's raining in the summer. I call my wife. It rains in the summer here. It's a strange deal. And so what the pilot was talking about it and the weather thing is, you know, that a thunderstorm cloud when it's building, a cumulus cloud can go up, listen to this, 50,000 feet in a minute. If you get on that elevator, you're going somewhere. 
uh, with it. So we just avoid them. You know, if I saw them coming, I would turn around and go somewhere else or call FAA and say, can you route me somewhere else? One time I was flying from here to Lemoore and uh, got out there, got all turned up, ready to go and started moving. And you could just see them building over the mountains, not just the wind clouds, but actually thunder bumpers. So I just blew around the valley here and, you know, made noise for you guys, probably woke you up at the time. Uh, but this is the deal that we're looking at today. It's going to be tough because the United States has chosen to suppress the truth of God. We, we have chosen to turn away from the knowledge and everything that's been shown to us uh, about his creation, about all that he's done. So we stand without excuse for him. We're going to be talking over this week and next week, this, this judgment, literally, that comes upon a nation. You know, we've taught our kids that the truth of evolution, uh, and we said, well, no, you're just random accidents at the end of a process. We've removed the Bible, the Ten Commandments. One of the biggest write-ups when they took the Ten Commandments out of school was one of the Supreme Court justices, one of the leaders in our country said, we are taking them out. Because students, and he said these words, might see them, might read them, might understand them, and then might do them. Well, can't have that. Uh, look what our schools have turned into. Uh, and, you know, we have, you know, we've talked about this things of God and pushed it away. In January uh, 2021, we need to uh, go around this turbulence that's right in front of us. We, we have to be able to experience and understand what's coming at us. We're going to talk about some political, geo, uh, political, social, economic, moral, spiritual turbulence that we face. But as I do this, one of the things that's so quick when we start bringing up what's going on in our country and in our world, many people get their political mind on. In the United States, it doesn't matter who the president is. He can be a Democrat, he can be a Republican. We just had a change at this time. Uh, the problems are not political. The problems really aren't financial. And they will not be solved by stimulus package after stimulus package. Our problems are not medical. We could get a cure tomorrow and everyone supernaturally get a shot of some kind of a vaccine. It's 100% effective. That won't stop what's happening inside of our nation. Storm clouds and turbulence we face are spiritual clouds. They're a result of us rejecting the truth of God. So as we look at that, we, we turn away from his plan that his founding fathers, or that our founding fathers established this world on. You know, we live in a, a time of, of false uh, news, false uh, teachings, false everything, and we're certainly doing that in, in politics and claims back and forth. You know, we show our rejection of God when we save endangered species, which I think is a really good thing. But at the same time, for those of you who may not be aware of it, this was, this was Right for Life weekend. January 22nd uh, celebrates what happened in 1973 when our Supreme Court allowed abortion inside of our nation. And since then, 62,504,904 babies have died in this country. Because we've turned away from God that says, God creates. God's the creator. He ordains life. 
You know, again, and, and as we look at what's taking place inside of our nation, sadly, churches of all places have, have become crossless. They don't teach biblical Christianity. They don't teach the full good news. You know, the, this personal sacrifice, this sermon going uh, out, uh, it's designed to tickle the ears of people instead of piercing the heart. You know, I, we've gone uh, from a country whose motto was in God we trust, printed on our money, to a nation who trusts in the money that the motto was printed on. We, we've turned around and we said we're one nation under God, totally divided. Can, can anyone take a step back? I, 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 I do this because it's so often it's just the way life is, the way politics in our country are run. Take a step back. Can you imagine anything more destructive than in the division, strife, anger, uh, accusations back and forth you know, in, inside of our country? You know, we're, we're divided over just about everything at this time. You know, we believe, and this, is, this was kind of fun, we believe in conspiracy theories. Uh, groups like, uh, what was that, Proud Boys, uh, Aftifa, uh, QAnon, the existence of a deep state. If you hear the thing about deep state, there's this concept in the world that there's a deep state underneath all the political movements inside of our country. The purpose of this deep state is to established a one world government. So if you're hearing people talking about this deep state, what they're doing is obviously speaking against it if they're coming from a Christian perspective. But these are conspiracy theories. We waste our time talking about them, these theories, while at the same time we ignore the real conspiracy theory that's going on. And the whole purpose today is to expose the real enemy. Let's talk about the real conspiracy theory that's going on inside of our world. That the Apostle Paul again points it out. He says that we need to put on the whole armor of God. We need to get our spiritual acts together so that we can stand against the real enemy. Those are the schemes of the devil. Our wrestling is not against political powers. It's not against economic powers. It's not against uh, COVID and all the stuff that's out there. Our real battle, our real battle is against the rulers, the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So he says, okay, you're going to combat. There's a, there's a spiritual war going on. It's being fought in politics. It's being fought in finances in this country. It's being fought in every home. And it's being fought in every heart of each person here. These are not random things that are taking place. There is truly a conspiracy to destroy me, to destroy my marriage with my wife, my family, your family, your hearts, everything. There's a conspiracy going on. So if you want to look at a con the real conspiracy theory, this is it. A Christian worldview says there is a spiritual world going on between the forces of darkness led by the devil and the forces of God led by Jesus Christ. Secular worldview says, well, there's no spiritual powers. Therefore, no spiritual war. All the events and dangers that are, that are in our future are, are just there. There's no cause, no reason. We just have to deal with them. Each person here has to really take a step back. And is this our worldview? Which is it? 
Do we see a spiritual war taking place in and around us? I certainly do. In a couple of chapters, we're going to look inside of our heart. and There's going to be this, this verse that says, the things that I want to do, I don't do. You know, the things that I don't want to do, I do. Wretched man that I am, who will set me free? Literally from the spiritual battle. It's inside of us. It's inside of our homes. It's inside of our community. And it's certainly inside of our political situation in our country. This is the real enemy that's there. But again, there's the good news right in the middle of what takes place here. If we put on the whole armor of God, we'll be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. We'll be able, at the bottom of that thing, you'll be able to withstand the evil day. And having done all, we can stand firm. There's good news. This, this slide in the immorality inside of our country, this is a spiritual battle. You know, this week we're, we're going to stop at a point, but next week we pick up and we see the depth of depravity and foolishness that will happen to a nation once we turn away from God. So our real enemies are there. Now, this is, that's why we're studying the book of Romans. Just as Rome needed guidance and direction back in that day, we need it. We need to see the world, not just the spiritual world, but everything from a biblical worldview. This is the main verse for the series that, that got introduced three weeks ago by Dion. Uh, we appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is, this is how we... Worship God. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of our minds. Change the way we think. When we read the newspaper, recognize there's a spiritual war going on. When you, when you see what's taking place at different places, or, or better yet, let's go to a place where there's real battle, easy. Go on Facebook. Look at the war that rages uh, inside of there. Uh, understand that that's a spiritual background in social media that's taking place. And that's what this series is about. But, it, but as we go, we're, it's first off, many people here are biblical Christians. You understand Jesus Christ. You understand the good news. You're not at all ashamed about it. You live it. You tell other people about it. It's the focus of your life because he's the God of all. Biblical Christians. This is just an encouragement for biblical Christians to continue on. But there's another group here. Uh, they can be called conventional or cultural Christian. A conventional Christian is someone who just goes to church, hangs out, but hasn't made a commitment. A cultural Christian, obviously, many times doesn't even go to church. I was a cultural Christian. A cultural Christian is someone who's born in the United States. Well, that makes me a Christian. I'm way cool. That's all it would take. That's a, uh, that's a non-biblical Christianity. I, I was listening to a website, and I, I, can't, I, I, I wasn't going to do this again, but I did it. So here we go. I was listening to a political website where Republicans were attacking Republicans. And uh, they came up with the term rhino. You may have heard rhino. Rhino is a Republican in name only. If you don't follow the whole party line, if you don't support certain people, if you don't go out of your way, if you don't do this, you're a rhino. If you ever question uh, the ex-president or whatever, it's you're a rhino, a Republican in name only. Well, I took a step back and I said, well, we're talking about chinos, not the pants. <laughs> not the pants. Chino, a Christian in name only. 
So that's the majority of the people, less than 6% of the people in our country who go to church regularly have a Christian worldview. So we're talking to chinos in this to say, come on, let's talk. But more, I think this is not strange, not more important, there are people looking for biblical truth. There are true seekers inside of our world and, and prayerfully some are listening or are here today. This message is for you. We invite you into a search, a, a looking for truth inside of our lives. This is a verse that, that challenged me when I was investigating Christianity. I wanted to see if it was true. Uh, you'll call upon me and come and pray to me. And here's God saying, I'll hear you. If you seek me, you'll find me when you seek me with all your heart. So if you're a seeker, you're looking for spiritual truth, and we can help you, please let us know. We're, we're thrilled that you would be listening in. But let's take the step back. Let's go to the battlefield, battlefield earth, and see what's happening around us. Let, let's call it out as we go there. The enemy is well known. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion. This is written by Peter back in the day, 2,000 years ago. And the picture and the imagery is exactly true. There are spiritual forces. There is a being called the devil, called Satan, who's out to destroy us, our friends, our family. If you're a parent, he's after your kids. And he'll use anything from the internet to false teachings to all this other stuff to destroy him. Seeking someone to devour, we are told to resist him, firm in our faith, knowing that the same suffering is being experienced by our brotherhood throughout the world. One of the things that I encourage Christ followers to do is go to Voice of the Martyrs and find out what's going on. They just killed 700 and some Christians in a church in Ethiopia. They just walked in and killed them all. This year will be 100,000 Christians martyred for their faith. We live in Disneyland. You know, we really do. So Satan is out there doing what he's doing. The, he's continuing to do that. He doesn't tell the truth. He lies. There's no truth in him. He lies about creation. He lies about sin. He lies about morals. He lies about truth. Our gospel in our country got veiled. It got hidden used to be able to boldly proclaim it. Now it's divisive and even commanded out of the schools, commanded out of government offices, commanded uh, out even, uh, if, you, if you even start listening to some, our, our governmental prayers, it's not Christian. The biblical cr cr Christianity's been removed. So here we go to USA Today. The devil is real, the evidence of spiritual evil in our world. Yes, we are in a, uh, a situation where there's a, a survival of the fittest. That's true, but you cannot explain the evil and destructiveness of human beings. People torturing other human beings for pleasure. Serial murderers and rapists who just force their will and destroy other people for their pleasure. This is evil, unloosed, and we read it. Uh, unnatural, twisted, destructive sexual practices killing over one billion babies, one billion in the world. Laws uh, demanding that even if a baby is born alive 
after a botched abortion, you cannot put it up for adoption. The state of New York says you have to leave it on the table until it's dead. Even though there's hundreds of thousands of families that are looking for babies. Uh, this is evil. Fake news, fake facts, fake science, now fake history. There's ripping out the, found, the godly foundation of our country and teaching our kids that, no, no, that, none of that really happened. God wasn't involved. Those were just men doing what they do. Uh, lies, modern science, lies about God, presupposition pre for a, a secular, non-Christian scientist is there is no God. So anything that looks and proves there's a God is, is bad evidence. You can't even look at it. That's religion. That's not science. But because of all this, we have now deceived ourselves in so many areas. But one of the biggest deceptions in our culture today, we talked about it in my Bible study that started, is that we're basically good people. When, when God says, no, no, we sin, we fall short. The concept of modern psychology and that we're basically good people is I speak about that and against that every time I can. Because if we say we're really good people, I ask people, why, why would God let you into heaven? And they come back and say, I'm a good person. I get the joy of telling them, no, you're not. You're a sinner rat dog. You just don't know it. You're even worse. You're in denial. You sin. And, and because if we say we have not sinned, we're calling God a liar. Not a good position to be in, by the way. So, but these are the lies that the devil implants in us. You know, these, these lies of unbiblical Christianity that we can continue to sin and, oh, God will pay for it all. That's okay. Matter of fact, the one verse says, uh, if we continue to sin, there'll be more grace. You'll make God look good for forgiving you as you continue to sin. This is actually taught in churches today inside of our country. You know, uh, the, the Bible corrects that and says, no, no. Uh, we know that we've come to know him if we keep his commandments. If someone says, I know him, or I'm a Christian, I'm his follower, and doesn't keep his commandment, that person's a liar and the truth isn't in him. These are, these are uh, truths that cut across our, our spiritual world and challenges today. And ultimately, sadly, with such a small percentage of people even going to church that are biblical Christians, this 6%, 94% of Christians, if these statistics carry out, if we don't have a revival in our country, six, you know, the huge percentage is going to end up standing before God. And he's going to say, I never knew you. And they're going to say, I, Lord, I did miracles. I cast out, the, I did all, look what I did. Uh, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We did some stuff for you. Because I never knew you. This is the challenge we face. So one of the things about this is for, for chinos is to, is, is to grab hold and take a look. But also for biblical Christians to remind ourselves where we are. You know, the first thing is we have to remember the power that we have going for us. You know, our, our weapons that are put before us, uh, we're not waging war according to the flesh. We're not working in worldly tools and weapons that are down here. The weapons of our warfare, they're not spiritual. They're, they're not flesh. They're divinely powerful. God gives you and I tools. We destroy arguments and lofty opinions. How do we do that? 
We tell the truth. And we give the evidence that supports it. When someone says, why do you believe that? We should have an answer for that. Talked about it in, in the class this morning. Uh, we'll destroy these arguments, lofty opinions, the knowledge. Um, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. We're called, these are our weapons that we have. And let's just quickly review them because it's called the full armor of God. And this, every Christian should be equipped with this. There's, a, there's an expression that, that I've heard teachers, Christian teachers say, every day you get up and you put on the full armor of God. That sounds great, and it is. But the question is, well, when did you take it off? These are not passing things in our life. This is what our life is built on, having fastened on truth. Truth doesn't change. We put on truth. The breastplate of righteousness and holiness in our life, we strive to be right in God's eyes. We put on our, this this put on the readiness of the gospel of peace, not ashamed of the gospel. In all circumstances, the shield of faith. You know, we keep emphasizing, and we've done it twice. I didn't put it in here. But this faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the assurance, is the strong support underneath of evidence that our faith has a reason. We're, it's just not blind faith. It's foundational faith of truth. So we take up the shield so when, we, when we're taking hits, we can stand up to it. Uh, by the way, this extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one with our, with our shield. I tell this story, and probably most of you have heard it, and you're tired of hearing it, but I need to hear it. Uh, so here we go. The shield that we're talking about is not the Roman meal seal, but they had a different shield that would stand about this tall, this wide, and was that thick. It was made of balsam wood. You've seen it in uh, movies like Gladiator and places like that, when, or in the, in the movie The Tribune. They have these shields. They were made that thick out of soft wood so that when, when they had a, a dart that was tipped in, in, you know, with uh, fire and they would shoot it at, at the Romans or this shield, it would suck it in and take the oxygen away and, and the flaming arrow, the dart, would go out. Now, when, when someone comes up and shoots at us with a, with a lie, with something that's not true, with an accusation about something, the shield of faith, oh, no, no, I got evidence. I, I, got, I got faith. It just snuffs it out as, as we live our lives. Excuse me, a little diversion. Take up the helmet of salvation. This is the protection inside of God, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. As a Christ follower, we study the Word of God. We learn the Word of God. We memorize the Word of God. You know, it's like going to a sword fight without a sword. Learn the Word, because it is the power. And, and finally, which is the Word of God, and praying at all times. Praying to God. This praying is, is not just throwing off a list of we wants. Praying is entering into communion with Jesus Christ, communion with God, where we, we share our heart, we open our heart, and, and we hear from Him. You know, the, the secret of prayer is more listening than talking. Quite honestly, I, I came to this realization, that's going to shock you. God doesn't need my advice. 
I know, silly. <laughs> he doesn't. There's a verse that says, who's to counsel God? Uh, not me. We should be listening to him and let him counsel us as we live our lives. Anyway, prayer, this is, this is the full armor of God as we go out into the spiritual war that's there. Jesus says, you believe in him, if you abide in my word, you're truly my disciples. If we abide, which means to connect intimately with his word, then we'll know the truth and the truth will set us free. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We sang the song just a little while ago. Many of you in here sang that. Is that that's the living reality of our life with Jesus Christ. You know, be obedient to this, to this Bible that God gave us. It's true. It can be proven true. Uh, asked in the class this morning, uh, how do you know that this is true? And I say, well, prophecy proves it true. Accurate history, archaeology, eyewitness accounts supporting history. It's consistent. 66 books, 40 authors, 1,500 years, three continents, three languages, without, you know, without conflict. Accurate science and obviously changed lives. We have proof for the scripture, for Jesus Christ. You know, with the rest of the time, I'm just going to kind of shift Christians with the Christian worldview that are involved in this battle inside of our country. And if there ever needed to be troops on the ground, this is the time inside of our nation. We'll see it. We'll continue to talk about it over the next several weeks. The dangers to our country, to our families, to our church even, they're real and they're true. So what do we do? What's the first thing? First, as a world, as a nation, as individuals, we need to recognize that our choices have consequences. God is not mocked. What we sow, what we choose to do in each of these situations, what we put into our lives will come back to us. If we choose to sow to the flesh, we choose to sow those things in, inside of this world, uh, then we're going to reap junk. If we choose... To, to sow good stuff, to, to sow, show love and truth into our lives, then we'll reap eternal life. Don't grow weary of doing good. You know, for me, there's a wearying, because the world, sorry, the world is so wrong. I'm sorry. The, as we see the world, I love people. But the decisions that we've made, the things that we see happening even in our own community and around, it just wears you, wears you down. Don't grow weary in doing good. Continue to do what God has called us to do. Ultimately, there's an end and a harvest at the end of that. You know, the, uh, this concept, this, this exhortation that's given to us, right now, the nation, the United States of America, is under discipline. Actually, the whole world is. Don't grow weary in these things. Have we forgotten the exhortation of my son? Don't regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor weary when reproved by him. Here's, here it is, and it goes into the beginning of the next verse. God says, when he shuts up heaven and there's no rain and commands the locusts to devour the land, when he sends pestilence among my people. Listen. God is the sovereign ruler of all. COVID-19 is not an accident. It's not something that just happened. 
God has sent pestilence to our country and our world. It's an act of love. He, all the division, the strife, the financial, the, the upcoming, uh, the tsunami of financial disaster that's going to hit our shores soon, we haven't seen anything yet, in my opinion. God is sending these things to discipline us, to turn us around. And one of the scariest things that I'm going to say, if we don't turn around, we have no idea of what God is going to continue to allow to come to our lives. Not because he's mean or cruel, to save us. To save us from, actually, from ourselves. As we continue to live ungodly lives as a nation, mock him every way we can, God will continue to reach out so that he might save those that are there. You know, I would, you say, Bill, that's pretty grim. Here's where you, I'll tell you what a wacko I am. I'd much rather have my grandkids grow up in a hardship culture where families draw together and support each other and God is glorified than in the cesspool that we're growing up in right now that's leading them away from God. If you've got kids, you, you should be very concerned for their future. Our hope is in this when God shuts up heaven and we see it, we recognize it, we get a biblical worldview and his people. If you honor the name of Christ and you call yourself a Christian, you are called according to his name. This is not for anybody else but biblical Christians, followers of God who love God. If you're called by his name, we're, we have some very simple things. Humble ourselves. Humble ourselves. You know, I, those who have been around me for a while, they, I, I read the news for one word. When, I, when a Christian preacher's preaching or there's something going on, what is the one word that I look for? Repentance. We are a nation who refuses to even say the word in most churches. Repent means that we recognize the sin in our life. It's a military term where we turn and go the opposite direction. Repentance means we recognize our sin and we turn from it. If my people will humble themselves Pray, seek his face, this personal relationship with God, and turn from their wicked ways. Repent. You know, I, I, I look at around at what's taking place, Christian news, Christian headlines, nationally known pastors and teachers. I look for the one word, repent, and I so rarely see it. We have moved into a, a Christianity that's crossless. In other words, crossless, it cost us nothing. We just, we don't even understand what it cost God to, to send Jesus Christ to this world. You know, Jesus, a crossless Christianity is one that there's no sacrifice. Jesus, most of the cultural, the, excuse me, the Chinos, they're Christians in name only. You know, there's no repentance there. There's no understanding of the cost of Christ's blood to set them free inside of it. They see Christianity as life enhancement as they live their lives out. Oh, I'm a Christian, so I'm, I'm cool. I got, look at the bumper sticker. I'm in. I'm in. The truth is, Jesus tells his disciples, if, if you want to follow him, if you want to be a Christian, if you want that name, deny yourself. Put away our old life. Take up God's cross in Jesus Christ. And, and make no mistake what that means. Stop. 
Do you know what he's saying when he says, take up your cross? Just as Jesus took up his cross and walked up that hill to die for my sins and your sins, out of love for that Savior, we take up our cross. We put our life aside. Why? Well, the next verse. If I'm crucified with Christ, Christ can live through me. Let me see. Would you rather have uh, Bill Corley living through me or Jesus Christ? Thanks for pointing that out. I got, got a few amens from the Pentecostal section. Uh, I'm going to stand over here for a while. The, uh, I shouldn't move. It drives the camera guy crazy. Sorry. Uh, but this is the truth. Who, who lives through you? But we have to lay our lives down. It's not, du it's not a duplex. It, it, it's a single-family home, and that would be us. You know, that's the worldview of biblical Christianity that we put on around ourselves that we go out to tell other people about. Jesus died for sinners. He died for sinners. And so we get to go tell people that God showed his love for them. That while they were sinners, while I was sinners, Christ died for us. It's his blood that justifies us. We'll be saved by the living God. This is his promise to us. You know, and we, we, that's laying our lives down for that. You know, the, the next thing is, this is the good news. And let's just look at the good news again, just to remind ourselves that as God reaches out, don't be ashamed of the good news. Go tell people. Go tell people that God's hand is reaching out for them at this time. That, and God's plan for their life. You know, I, I thought, honestly, that God was a cosmic killjoy. I said that before. I, I knew there was a God, and I knew I wasn't quite right, but I was a good guy. I'm Bill. No worries. Uh, every time I got into a real tight fix, it's get me out of this, and I'll serve you forever lie. Many of us have, won't ask for a show of hands. Uh, but that's a common prayer that we're there. No, it's, it's the total gift over to him uh, in all that, we, all that we do and all that we say. And his will, when you talk to people, it's good, acceptable, and perfect. Let's, let's, let's go, to the, go to the summary in this. Understand the times we live in. I cannot overemphasize this. It starts out with this incredible message of good news. But as far as the country, we've rejected it. We've rejected it. For the wrath of God is now being revealed from heaven against all the ungodliness and unrighteousness of men inside of our nation, inside of our city, for sure, inside of our state, who in their unrighteousness suppress the truth. They don't proclaim truth. They hide it. They give us lies. For that which is known about God is plain to him. God shows it to him. He shows the power we're going to talk in a couple of weeks about a conscience. You have a moral compass. I have a moral compass that tells me what is right and what is wrong. He shows us his truth. He shows us his eternal power, his divine nature through what the creation that's been there. So we as a nation are without excuse. But see the beginning wrath of God poured out because we've rejected the truth. We'll continue to look at that. Remember the real conspiracy theory. 
It's not all these other shadow groups that people want to talk about and want to point out and want to blame for their problems that are there. The, the real problem, the real there is going on is a spiritual war that you and I are in. Fight it with spiritual weapons. Put on righteousness. Put on truth. Put on the word of God. Put on salvation. Put on all of these things that we can stand against the schemes of the devil. And so when God shuts up heaven, when God is judging our land, we can stand up and point people to him. This is our calling. We're here to tell other people about Jesus Christ. You know, when we turn away, we point and say, let our light shine. We're talking, by the way, when it's dark, light is bright. Do you know what I mean? It stands up so much. I used to, interestingly, fly into Ridgecrest at night once in a while. And this gorgeous metroplex of light that's down there, and you can even come off Highway 14, and you look down and go, whoa, look at that big city. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, but it is. Because the light, and, and guys, we're the light of this world. Go and shine. There's people that need to hear the truth who are caught up in themselves and, and the lies of this world. Would you join me in prayer? Father, we thank you that you're God. Fully God. And that you sent your son out of love for us to die for this world, that we might be able to enjoy and participate in the good news and that we might have eternal life. Lord, and you've given us the ability and the command to tell others. Thank you, Lord, that you will lead and guide us as we seek righteousness and truth in our lives and we offer it to others. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. You know, it's a as a reminder, a couple of things first. Uh, next week, we're going to continue this slide. Uh, please don't miss it. Uh, if you'd like someone to pray for you, you're here. The prayer corner is going to be operative over here in just a minute. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Man, it's good to see you. Uh, see you next week.